Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hobbs and Horror. I'm Eric. <laughs> and, and that's oh. Jason, and this is Gavin. Oh man, I was gonna be I was gonna be conquistador. Apparently, sawhorse. Apparently, they're both too absorbed in their cell phones to uh, no, properly. No, who was gonna go? We're checking our stock, dude. Yeah. You know, you can buy Bitcoin at the gas station now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Actually, doesn't uh, Quick Trip have a Bitcoin ATM? Yeah, yeah. Is you that can, what you can buy? About? Yeah, you can buy Bitcoin at Quick Trip now. All right. So <laughs> what we're a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> So we're back with another episode. Our movie of the day was The Doom Generation. Yeah. Before we get going on that, though, I do, you know, since the last time we uh, we did one of these, uh, something happened, and I think some some people might think it's kind of funny. It's, uh, we talked a lot about how, like, some really disgusting things in the movie Dead Alive and stuff like that. So I'm guessing, you know, the people that listen to this might, might think this is kind of funny. So. Oh, no. Last week. Uh, Gavin already knows about this. Yeah, I know where this is going. (laughs) So, so last year, uh, my girlfriend and I decided to buy a camper, um, for, to go up to High Cliff and do stuff with the kids. And this last week we decided to go up to High Cliff and we were up there camping and I was, I went to go to the bathroom and when I came back, there was a black cat just sitting in our, our campsite, just hanging out. And the kid, uh, Jack was feeding it and. Aaron was trying to get it to come by her and stuff. Well, we it didn't have like a, a collar on it or anything, so we lured it into our camper with some steak. Okay, got it in there, and within like two minutes, this thing was like rolling around, like showing us its belly, letting us rub on it. I mean, this thing was the sweetest cat, all pitch black. This cat, and just the sweetest thing. Couldn't have been more than a year old. And you guys know I love cats. Aaron loves the cats. Uh, Jack likes cats, so we're like, "Fuck, we got another cat!" <laughs> like, like as soon as this thing, as soon as this thing started loving on us, we we're just like, "It's over," you know. In fact, she was talking about, well, "How much do you think it'll, you know, like, are you comfortable paying for this cat?" We don't know what the vet bills are going to be. And at first, I was like, five hundred dollars. That's the limit. No more than that. And then all of a sudden, he's rubbing on me, and I'm like, "Okay, maybe a thousand." <laughs> so, so you know, this was the first night we were camping. So we had another night to go. And so the cat just basically stayed in our pop-up with us for two days. And actually, he didn't want to go out of the camper at a certain point. Once he realized it was safe in there, he was like, I'm chilling here. I'm This is my new home. So when it came time to leave, though, so I should back up a little bit. He took a, he took a half a steak out of my hand and, and ran off with it. <laughs> like this thing, he had been starving. He used his bones and everything else. So he'd eaten a lot of gross, st- you know, stuff out in the wilderness, and then he ate steak that was heavily seasoned, and everything. So it came time to leave. We bought a carrier. We bought a litter box for it and everything. So he got, he got to go in the in, in the camper. We had the litter box set up. When we went to leave, Erin was going to hold the cat while I drove, and she had the the carrier. Where she's like, well, maybe I should just let him stay out of the carrier, you know, on the way home because we had gone somewhere else previously with him, and he was fine. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Just hold them. So we're driving. We're going down CE. And all of a sudden, the cat's trying to get away from her, trying to climb over the top of her. And I'm like, you need to hold them. You know? And she's like, well, can you pull over? Because I'm going to have to get him back into the carrier. He's going nuts. I'm like, okay. 
And let me just say, Aaron, before we even left, felt terrible. I mean, just sick. Like the day we were supposed to come back, she had drank the night before and she hadn't had any water. It had been really hot out. So she was really hungover and she just was like, she was complaining about being nauseous all morning. So we're on our way. We're driving down CE and this cat starts going crazy. And we're like, okay, so I'm like going to pull over. Before I could even pull over, she's holding the cat up by her shoulder and it starts spraying shit <laughs> all over her. Like, all she had a skirt on, just shit all over the, the skirt, everything. And she starts bawling. <laughs> and her just starts crying. And she's like, she's like, it's so gross. And, I, like, literally, she's, like, she's trying to hold, but the, the cat's still squirming in her arms. And so the shit is getting all over her, right? So I pull over. She's fucking throwing up out the side of the door. I'm throwing up out the side of my door, dry heaving, I should say. I didn't actually throw up, but I was dry heaving out the side of my door. And I'm laughing my ass off. I couldn't help it. You know, she had to literally take her shirt off on the side of the road and try to wipe herself with our dirty towels and then put on her dirty clothes. And my whole car just stuck like shit the whole time. And, but she did, it was, oh my God. But now we have a new baby. We got a new cat. And we named him Laszlo after the character from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. That was just a little interesting thing that's happened since the last time we did and, one of these. Yeah. And just to add to that story, I will, I thoroughly believe that this story can only happen to you, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way this happens to anybody else. I laughed else. so hard. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop. I mean, the fact that, like, I mean, how bad, like, it's bad enough that you're, like, sick. You don't feel good. You're, you're queasy. But then to have, like, anybody who has a cat knows their shit's <laughs> bad. And when you're in a fucking car and you can't get away from it, and she's just, this thing's just spraying shit all over her. Like, it was, like, look, all those, and then we get home. We actually, we got home and there's a fucking, she's, like, right away, she's, like, I want to go take a shower. There's a note uh, taped to my door that says the water company is coming through, and on that day, the water will be turned off <laughs> and maybe, may not come back on until the next day. So we, like, I showed her, and she's like, no, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> she goes in, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll go in, I'll go see. And luckily, the water turned on in the kitchen, so she was fine. She was able to take a shower. But, like, the combination of all these things happening all at the same, at the same time, it was like, I, I, it's unbelievable. Okay. So, <laughs> how, so how does that how does that connect to the Doom Generation? It, it doesn't. It's, that's my segue. It's <laughs> just it's just it's just the story that's got to be told, man. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> so, so there's that. All right. So <laughs> wipe the shit off of yeah. everybody, and so, now we're back to the Doom Generation. Well, yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> so, so the Doom Generation comes in at a six. Out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty high for us. Yeah, so higher than I would have expected, honestly. And and this movie had an $800,000 budget, and this which is, is... Yeah, that's not bad for... I mean, it doesn't look like it had an $800,000 budget. <laughs> <laughs> it was higher or lower. Uh, well, uh, actually, it... it, it it's I mean, believable. it looks like a pretty polished yeah, movie. It's believable. So, yeah. yeah, I've seen real yeah. movies that look just... Worse than that, you know. Uh, so, Gavin, yeah, this is going to be a tough one to explain what it's about. 
No, it's no? easy. No, no, come no. on. I thought that every movie, and then Gavin explains it, and it's like, yeah, I, he, I'm going to learn stuff right now as yeah. Gavin explains this to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so take her away with the plots yeah. under it. Okay, so this is the story of a young couple, Amy and Jordan. Okay. Amy and Jordan are a, a, a new young couple. They're still in their very much their honeymoon phase, and they're kind of on a road trip. When things go wrong, and they run across a mysterious stranger named X. And X changes their lives, where not only does he open up their eyes to new sexualities, <laughs> but he leaves a trail of death and destruction everywhere they go, um, ultimately leading to a terrible climax where one of them will not make it out alive. Wow. There. That right. was, I mean... Now, so that yes, that, I didn't learn much from there, but that was no, like, but that's the plot. That now, just just so everybody knows, I want to first clarify that that was a beautiful description of this it, movie. It, it was, yeah. This movie is not <laughs> nearly as good as that description of it. Is it, is it not? <laughs> well, see that what, the reason I said it might be hard to explain this movie is just that it's like that is a very good description of the surface level of it. I feel like they were going for something like almost like an allegory or like a, you know, something like there's a deeper meaning to it, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. Mm -hmm. um, my take on it, like, because we saw this when we were that age. Yeah. When we were the age of the characters in the movie. We were, yeah. this was a, a, I wouldn't say a big movie, but. You know, for as far as like the subculture of the goth, yeah, thing for the we were, for the world we yeah. were in. It. If you if you were into that kind of music or scene, yeah, 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 this was a yeah a and movie you saw. So you know, like you see a lot of like like during this journey, it's basically them driving the whole time, and every time they stop, mm. somebody dies, and it's X's fault, Xavier. Yeah, um, you know. So I don't know. Like, I'm curious your take, Gavin, on this because I. The way I've always seen this movie is like like the deeper meaning, if there is one, mm -hmm. is sort of like like our generation's were directionlessness that we're like the wow like that, sort of like the uh, like you see all these apoc like signs of the apocalypse the whole time every yeah. time they buy something it's six sixty six yeah um, you know and. But there's a lot of things in it I don't understand at all. Like, I don't know if they're just supposed to be funny. Like, like how every time, um, what's the girl's name? A Amy. Yeah. Every time Amy. You can just say Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that's why I forgot her name. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so every time they, they stop somewhere, there's some guy or some woman that recognizes her as their significant other that got like ran away or some something from the past and and that's usually what kind of instigates some of the violence. Mm. So I don't really understand that part of it if there's a meaning for that, but I felt like this was more of like a, a sort of a like an allegory of some kind, if that's the right word. You're you're the wordsmith here. What am I looking for? No, that sounds about right. Of of like our generation and our like just kind of the, like the title of the movie, The Doom Generation, yeah. I think really says it. I, and, I think you got more out of it than I did. Okay. See, and actually, I will strongly agree with you that that's what, that's kind of what I think this movie is. The only thing I don't like about this movie, and in a way, I equate this movie to being very similar to kids from mm. this perspective. Okay. 
where they're trying to represent a certain faction of, and I believe it's like a faction of youth, right? But I feel like well, how they do it is just, and I don't know if this is what they were going for, but I think it's almost offensive because it almost does generalize people that are like goth as being just these, I, I don't know, just horrible people that are always out doing horrible things. And and, mm-hmm. and they do the same thing in kids. Like, yeah. like everything that you see in these movies might actually happen, mm-hmm. e- except for the talking head. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, it's like that's not what this these generations are. And I don't know. So I don't know. Like, I think you're trying to spin it to a good side. And part of me wonders, too, was the filmmaker just trying to represent how doomed that generation was? You know, yeah, like, yeah. like they were showing the kids and how are the youth of today are so screwed up yeah. that and this is the things they do. Which I think is very sad because I like the movie because it does do, it does really represent in a way that generation Mm -hmm. or that sort of niche of the goth type people. But Mm -hmm. it also does it in a very overly done way that's almost offensive. I I like that. I love that you drew the connection between Doom Generation and kids because I would have not thought of that at all. And... I, that's a really good link, and especially because they're similar time periods too. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know, like kids. I absolutely think the point of kids is you watch it and you're like, "What the hell? There's something very wrong here." Yeah. And Doom Generation, although yes, there's something very wrong with these specific people. I don't think like that was intended in a broader sense. Like, I don't know. I don't know Greg Araki. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but, but I don't think that he's opposed to that. I'm pretty sure he is part of that same culture. Yeah. So I don't think he's trying to crap on it. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to crap on it either. And actually, if you look at like, you know, a lot of like some of the corny stuff she says, you know, like, Oh, you know, this place is so boring. I could just slip my wrist. Yeah. Those were corny things that like, goth chicks would say I mean, well yeah like those were things that like and, it, and it's it, it was really corny when they when when we were that age and, and people were like that you know yeah. and like just very very obsessed with that image of, of right of yeah yeah and and maybe that's what it was was maybe he was just i mean maybe he was in a way mocking fun of the people yeah that aren't really part of that culture but just like kind of play the role like they are i guess sure yeah you know, I don't know, but I found that very interesting. I think it was just like a, it showed that they were fumbling around trying to find their individuality and fumbling around and, you know, just trying to find direction in life. And I think that's just reinforces the whole point of the movie a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with all that. And, um, and yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier with like, the 666 and mm-hmm. all the stores have like the end is coming and yeah. all these banners everywhere about the end of the world. I don't know if there was like a deeper me. I, I get what you're I saying. Feel there was I feel like they, they're supposed to be, but I couldn't tell you what it because, was. I mean, they put a lot of thought into a lot of things. You can tell they put a lot of thought into like the banners and stuff like right. that. I mean, there was something behind all that. Right, but like if the whole thing was supposed to be like a symbol for something else, like 
like you're saying, yeah. like I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, because so so I don't feel they succeeded. If that if there is something deeper there, I don't feel they succeeded because I don't yeah. know what it was. And when we were watching it, I was reading a lot of reviews mm-hmm. and, of and literally, I mean, people just tore the shit out of this movie. Mm-hmm. The critics just hated it, you know, like well, and critics are gonna hate it. Yeah, but, because it is targeting a specific, yeah. you know. Fan base. It's not, you know, Roger Ebert was not goth, so he's not going to like it. Or is, did I just say his name right? You, said, <laughs> I you said his name right, but but let me, you so know, let me. I'm going to. Uh, anytime we mention Roger Ebert on this podcast, I'm going to I'm going to throw this out there every time. Okay, Roger Ebert wrote <laughs> Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which I don't know what that. You anybody. don't need to know. Other than that, it's a it was a crazy cult movie. Sex, drugs, people getting decapitated. So this guy, the movies that he cracks down on, he has no place to judge movies <laughs> because he wrote one of the most B B movies of all time. Okay. So, but still, I guess what I'm going for though is is that that this movie isn't trying to reach and touch him at all. So of course he's gonna. I don't be- even know if it was trying to be good, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's why I was I was hoping that you would because I was reading all these reviews and I'm looking to see what people are saying about the meaning of the film because it feels like a movie that's supposed to have some underlying like you know I mean the way that they're in the car like it starts out at the club they're at a you know goth club but every time they stop someone dies there's a lot of things that are happening like they're going on there's like a journey mm-hmm. of some kind. You know, you see all the, the 666 thing, all these things lining up that are happening. And I, I you know, when I was younger, I, I just kind of felt like, okay, this is like a statement of our about our generation and how we're kind of just how, how we are as a generation where we're just kind of directionless or something, you know. Is, is that what you thought? Yeah. When you were younger? Yeah. Oh, see, I just like the music well, in Rose McGowan. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but he's right, dude. That's what people used to say. No, I mean, but don't you think everybody says that about every generation? Well, right? I have but that reading... was very much something that we would was said about us. Yeah, when we were yeah. That. I mean, I my general view of the '90s, and this is like a mid '90s movie. The '90s to me, and maybe it's just because we lived through it, but to me, I always thought it was like very nihilistic. In what was what was popular? I mean, especially like in the industrial scene. I mean, everything about it is everything's meaningless. Everything, yeah. death, everything. That's a big part of that. So things having no meaning. But I felt like that was like a general view of the '90s in general that we had reached a yeah. point where things just didn't matter anymore. I agree. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like too deep for the movie, but <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I, I think we're probably reading into this movie. Probably, yeah, probably, but that's just like. I, but I look at the movie and I'm like, I get that feeling. Like it is like the most '90s '90s movie to me. That like that and like Seven. Those are like the most '90s movies to me. Okay, where yeah. things everything is just bleak and done. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. James Duvall. James Duvall is amazing. I gotta, I gotta say, this. I don't know, Eric. You probably don't this. Gavin, you do. I'm sure that James Duvall shows up in a lot of movies that are apocalypse themed. Yeah, like he was in um, 
Independence Day. He's, oh, I forgot. Yes, he yeah, is. he's in the trailer. Yep, yeah, he's one of the one of the native kids. Yeah, and he's also in uh, Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. another like apocalypse thing. And he's also in a bunch of other Greg Araki movies, like Nowhere, like Nowhere, uh, totally fucked up. Yeah. He's in that. Um, but yeah, like, I, do you know of any other apocalypse movies that he's in? Because I don't. I think that's offhand. No, but I know another movie he's in that's awesome. What's that? May. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny is I was going to compare him to Jeremy Sisto, who's in May. Yeah. And because he's one of those actors that shows up and you're like, oh, I love that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you don't see him all the time. You yeah. Know? Jeremy Sisto a little more now because I think he's on some TV and, and things like that. I couldn't even tell you. I know Jeremy Sisto, I think, from a TV show. So, yeah. I mean, so, uh, he was he was Jesus, right? In what? Something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't really you know, could, I know I, who I Jeremy Sisto is. I could see him really? as Jesus, I think. Oh. If it's who I'm thinking of, I could see him as Jesus. I know I know who he is from May, okay. obviously. But yeah. but beyond that I I couldn't tell you that he was in. Yeah, he's I now that you bring it up, I can't think of things. <laughs> but I do know I've seen plenty of movies with him in it that I was like, Oh fuck yeah, it's Jeremy Sisto. Yeah. You know. So are you guys ready for the big Big shocker here. What's the, what's the big shocker? <laughs> is it your rating? I'm not going to do my rating yet, but I'm going to tell you that this is now number one. Wow. This number is, one? Yes. So, and it's funny because when I watched this as a kid, I hated this movie. Really? But okay. I actually thought that this movie, there was a lot, it was still bad. <laughs> okay. It was <laughs> without a doubt bad. Right. But all the offensive bad that was that I remember from as a kid didn't really bother me now. And I think it's because you guys have desensitized me by watching all these other movies. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I would say that this, because I did do feel like, even if there wasn't like a deep, deep underlying meaning to this movie, there, there was, there's a lot going on in this movie. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump off of what you're going with there. And I will say that it always bothered me and it still bothers me. The, the end, not the Dorito and driving off, but to the, the part right before that. That has always bothered me. I didn't really it disturb you or disturbed me. Really? Yeah. It's surprising because you've seen a lot of shit. Yeah, but th- it just makes me feel physically uncomfortable. Really? In a way that most movies don't. Huh. So now, you guys explain to me. So in the end, so this is a spoiler for everybody. If you haven't figured that out yet, you should not. Yes. So. But you shouldn't listen to this podcast anyway unless you watch the movies we're talking about. So does the... Okay, so the guys come in. Skinny puppy. Yeah. Is that... Okay, so that's skinny puppy? Yeah, skinny puppy comes in. So they kill... Is it James Duvall? Yeah. James Duvall. They kill him, right? Yeah. Now, does, like, somehow Rose McGowan get out and just kill all of them? Or They show her come up. Like, she wiggles her way out of, like, the... And then she has, like, the the knife and stuff. You gotta draw your own conclusions conclusions on what exactly happens. Okay. Yeah. But they get... They obviously got the upper hand. Got at least away or killed them. And then it's the only two people left are Xavier and... But this it bothers me because, like, so they kill James Duvall, at least in part, by chopping yeah. his penis off with, like, garden shears yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And for all I know, that's it. Maybe he bleeds to death that way. I'm not sure. That's disturbing. But then, like, it doesn't even redeem itself because 
he's like the good guy in the movie. Yeah, yeah you know, of. if any of the three are like a sympathetic character, it's it's, him. it's, it's true. Yeah, the other two are kind of dicks. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I got. I we we haven't brought it up yet, but the gay stuff is my favorite. Part. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that, like, that's just like awkward. <laughs> it, it, but that's what makes it so great. Yeah, you know, like there's so much sexual tension between Xavier and uh, James, James Duvall, whatever yeah. his character is, it, and it's funny as hell. Like just when when they're sitting there and they, they're so close to each other, it's like their faces. And you think they're gonna kiss? And then, you're like, just like, just get it over with. And you'll just belch and then get up and be like, I gotta piss, you know. <laughs> and it's just, oh, I love it. That's my favorite part of the movie. I'm not even gay, but I love it. <laughs> well, well, not not yet. In a few more watches. And I do re- reiterate too, though. I feel like like to call this a horror movie, I wouldn't call it that. It's it's not, not but I think it's close enough. Yeah, yeah. and. But I think it does definitely have a place in this the podcast. gore and like the dark kind of theme that goes with it, like the, all the apocalypse stuff and yeah. the head and the relish and onions is talking. Are we ready for ratings? Want to do ratings or <laughs> do ratings? All right, I'm not starting this time. It's you guys to start. You want it or because I'm I'll, just curious to see if I'll take ready. it. If you if you don't want it, I'll take it. You go for it. Okay, so I I have to actually explain my rating. I went back and I looked at how I had rated it in the past. Because like as Jason knows, I have pretty yeah. extensive notes of what I've watched. And I had previously given it a 7 okay. out of 10. But today, I bumped it up to an 8. Wow. I, I actually raised it up. I, 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 I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with an 8. Because I... See, the thing is, is like I'm... like. This is one of those movies, like, I know I have a bias because when I, this was a movie that for me, yeah, at the time, really represented, like, what I was into. Like, oh, totally. You know, I was. If this was a country music let, movie, let, I'd probably hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's clarify that Jason was not driving around killing people when he, he was in high school, but the <laughs> but I was not wearing, that we could admit yeah. to anyone. But I was <laughs> the guy wearing a ministry shirt and yeah. going to the, you know, they talk about. Going to a Thrill Kill Cult concert. Yeah. We've yeah. been to see the Thrill Kill Cult. Yeah, and I both. Yeah. You know, um, like, so, and, and because, like, I always had that, like, idea of what the movie was about, about, like, that, like, our generation being kind of lost and and trying to find our way in a dark, apocalyptic world where, you know, where the we keep, you know, our generation has been told for, since we were teenagers, the world is going to end, you know, like, mm-hmm. It's climate change or, you know, you know, I had a religious dad who was always talking about the apocalypse is, is coming, you know. And all you this had? Well, is he not anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't talk to him anymore. Oh, okay. I didn't know if the he changed, but no, okay. No, he's still, he's still doing that whole thing. Okay. But yeah, so, you know, for me, it's like more personal. Like, I really, like, when I saw this movie, I really connected with it. Yeah, it so, resonates with me. Yeah, you. It, re- it resonates with me, exactly. Yeah. So my, you know... Realizing that I'm giving it an eight, but it, a lot of it is because of the fact that I just have that connection. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, hundred percent on that. Because again, I was told I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, whatever it was, and they said, "Oh, that movie does not hold up." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh, because I haven't seen it in however long." And mm-hmm. which is funny because I thought it was better. Yeah, and I thought it was better too. That was the thing. Like I went in, and I'm like, I know that a lot of this is like nostalgia, yeah. and you know, and because it's 
it is like I was never like hardcore you know I never like dressed the part but I always loved the music oh yeah and so like that still hits me and maybe it even hits me more now because I'm like oh this soundtrack is spot you open yep. with Nine Inch Nails yeah you go into like I can't even identify the bands because they have such a good obscure <laughs> yeah. yeah I would agree with that too so that really helped Rose McGowan at, at her finest. Yep. And yeah. that was, uh, I think, Doom Generation came out prior to Marilyn Manson. I bet you Marilyn Manson watched Doom Generation. Oh, I'm sure. It was probably <laughs> like, oh, all right, this is a, this will be my next one. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I mean, not to not to reduce Rose McGowan down to just an object. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to her. Right. But as, as a teenager, like, oh, that, that, you know, that hit me. Yeah. And she was in a cult. And she was in a cult, yes. you know. So her playing the dark sort of character and stuff, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Did you know that, Eric? No, I didn't. Yeah, she was raised. It was called like Church of God, I think. It was like oh, really? Children of God, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, just some crazy religious cult. Yeah. Well, that's kind of funny. Yeah, not in this movie, but like right. yes, when she was very young. So, I for mine. <laughs> I actually was going to change it because I thought I would get too close to you guys, and I don't want to be close to you guys. Oh, yeah. But I would give this a six out of Okay, that's not bad. That's, is that the same one you got the janitor? The I don't movie? remember what I gave the janitor, but I would I thought he gave the janitor a 12. No. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I did not give the janitor, but I'll give it a six. And But I will say that I think if it wasn't for the nostalgia factor yeah. of it, if you can't relate to these this atmosphere, this whatever you want to call it, yeah, it, it's probably going to be like a two, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I think that's the biggest factor of what made made it good. And yeah. I mean, other than the killing in it, like we didn't really talk about the killing in it, but there's no. severed heads that talk in it. Um, yeah, what what else? Guy gets an arm blown off. off. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so there is some good kill, but. It's such a small part of the movie that you, it's not really worth. Did you notice there's uh, so the guy that gets his head chopped off in the, the market is a Asian uh, Asian dude that's like running a convenience store or whatever. His head flies off into the relish and onions. He starts talking. There's later on there's this scene where they're watching TV mm-hmm. in the hotel. Yeah, and there's a new newscast about it, and they. I, Pretty sure they were talking about how that guy that was killed was running some kind of weird, uh, like underground thing. Did you catch that? That sounds familiar, but I didn't hear it today. I didn't hear it today either, but I'm pretty sure there was something there. That so either we're misremembering or that was cut. Yeah, that might have been cut too. I don't know. But it, I will tell you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, there's a lot of great cameos in this movie, yeah. right? Parker Posey, Margaret Cho, I mean, Skinny, you know Skinny are, Puppy, yeah, Skinny per, Puppy. Per, Perry Farrell, or however you say his name, Perry Farrell. I don't know. The guy from Jane's Addiction, oh. however you say his name. So all these people. Now, the newscaster, not the lady, but the guy yeah. who pops in and out. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I did. I, I saw him on IMDb when I was looking and we were watching it, but I, I didn't make any connection. Okay. He played Peter Brady on The Brady Bunch. Oh, really? Yeah. So one of the Brady Bunch is oh, in the Doom Generation. That's amazing. Wow. That's funny. Hmm. So. I didn't know there were that many. I, I, the only, literally the only one I knew was Skinny Puppy. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. I, didn't, I, I think that's, that I think much. that's all I knew back in the day. Yeah. 
because I don't think I knew who these people were. Sure. Makes so, sense. So it's, it's, but it is, it's a really interesting movie. And like, like you said, like all those cameos, that's kind of, I mean, that's probably, that's gotta be where all the money went. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to yeah, get all, get those people on. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, we're biased on this one because it's like, same way I'm biased on Lost Highway. Like, like objectively is Lost Highway David Lynch's best movie? Hell no. Right. But it's still one of my favorites. Yeah, and I mean, there's, like, the style of this movie, like, the, the sense of humor in it, you know, like, when, like, just scenes like when he's talking about lopping the guy's dick off like a chicken head, <laughs> and stuff like that, yeah. that's what gets me, and it's stuff like that that's stayed with me for years, where I can literally quote it, it's, like, fresh yeah. in my mind, yeah. like the day, first day I saw it, Yeah, you know. Get your head out of your rectal region. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, a lot yeah. of quotable things they say in the movie, that is for my sure. My sweet dandelion. So. <laughs> you know, like... There's just so many things that yeah. that you you know that's the thing about a lot of movies that aren't objectively good is like you know when I saw Clerks two it, this is you know they're not, not movies I could compare in any other way yeah but Doom Generation the Clerks two right. an obvious connection right there's so many good connections there yeah but when I went to go see Clerks two I was like this movie fucking sucks this movie is terrible and it does. Well, but then weeks later, I, I found myself, like, when I'd be talking to other people about, like, talk, like, quoting it, like, different scenes, like, about pillow pants and all this <laughs> shit, you know, or, like, you sort of made me smell your fingers, you know, and bring yeah. it You know, there's so many things in that movie that, like, I remember that, like, that were really, really funny. And, like, even though the movie itself wasn't that good, it still, like, had that staying power where, like... Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna remember those particular. No, I, 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 I give it. I don't honestly, like clerks too, but there are some. And some honestly, good bits you in know it. what? Yeah. I, you know what I would tell you probably is with that. I think a lot of that is nostalgia too, because early on in like early Kevin Smith career, yeah. he was very he referenced like kind of dorky things that people our age did as kids. That was you know the Star Wars, the comic books, and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas later on, like when he made Clerks 2, mm-hmm. Clerks 2 to me was a lot less of that. There was still a little bit of that it dabbled in, but mostly it was just perverted. And, and I agree. you know, like, I, agree. Yeah. I don't feel the writing was as strong in Clerks 2 at all. So it was still funny because it was still Kevin Smith. Yeah. And Kevin Smith is by nature funny. Yeah. But his taste went more perverted, yeah. and you probably didn't find that very appealing. Yeah. So now we just. Now you just got a little review on Clark's <laughs> yeah, so come back <laughs> next week when we watch Tusk. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you know, they are coming out with Clark 3 now, so yeah. if yeah. it sucks bad enough, maybe we'll review it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could really do Tusk, though. I actually like that movie. I'll defend that movie. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> okay. That's, I know what Eric will hate it. So, <laughs> have you seen Tusk? So, uh, no, of course I've not seen Tusk. Why would you not? It's Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, he's actually he's done... Some decent movies like uh, Sacrament, or was it? Uh, no, he did Red State. Red State, yeah. I get Red State is pretty good. Sa- Sacrament's Ty West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Red State though, is Red good State movie. it was pretty good. Yeah, I was really surprised. Red by State it. is really good. Yeah, yeah. So, so all right. I think have we covered Doom Generation, yeah. or do you want to talk about something? I think we can keep going. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to say, anybody who wants to watch this movie, you're going to have a hard time finding it, but you can watch it on YouTube for free. Yeah. So, so I would tell you, don't even waste your time <laughs> looking for another <laughs> place. Just just go watch it on YouTube because yeah, because right now it sells for like 
30 or 40 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. VHS or DVD. Yeah. doesn't matter which way you go with it. So, and I didn't even see a Blu-ray. It's so you probably shockingly hard. I mean, unless I have some weird, like, false memory, I swear to God I had a Blu-ray version of it. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, this movie is is debatably harder than the gender to get, get a hold of. <laughs> so, so, all right, do, whose turn is it for the next movie? I am here watching uh, Night of Something Strange. So, and, next two weeks, we will be back with Night of Something Strange. Yep, and, and which anyone, only Jason has seen. Yes, and, and if anyone wants to watch that before listening to the podcast, which we obviously recommend for spoiler reasons, uh, that is going to be on Tubi, also for free. Okay. okay, cool. Watch Tubi, it though. not a sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> watch it though, because Jason told me that the Doom Generation was on Tubi tonight, today, and it was yeah. not. So. This one I know for a fact is where I watched watch it. it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we will see everybody in two weeks for whatever that movie was that I just said. <laughs> I, I can't remember things. now. And thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Join us in two weeks for another exciting movie review.